All audio podcasts for One Team, One Podcast are brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage. Talk to Patrick Michelson at Bank of England Mortgage, 225-939-9878, or visit boesouthernstates.com. That's Bank of England Mortgage, a proud partner of One Team, One Podcast. I'm Cole Tracy, former LSU kicker. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. I swear to God, it did that earlier. Didn't do that earlier. Okay. One team, one podcast back. Um, I, here, all right, guys. Before we even get into it, we've already recorded this whole fucking episode once, and I didn't press record. So, if it sounds like uh, we're laughing because we're talking about something again, it's because we're talking about something again. Um, I am here. This is a. Uh, a special episode. We're actually uh, changing things up a little bit. We have uh, Charlie um, on the ones and twos in the background. He's not on screen. But then we also have Lucas Ragusa from to- River City's Total Maintenance in New Orleans uh, joining us. He's been on the podcast a few times before, but he's going to go all the way through on this one. And it's going to be again. again. So uh, I need somebody to buy an AC. If anybody's out there, I need you to buy an AC. <laughs> Um, no, Lucas is a, a great friend of mine. We grew up together, um, and, uh, knows a lot about football, wants to talk about football. We're going to talk about LSU, uh, today with camp going on, but also, uh, we're going to jump right into it with Miles Brennan talk, uh, Miles Brennan leaving the team, retiring from football. Um, Lucas, I know, you know, the situation a little bit, so, um, Tell me, tell me about uh, your thoughts of him just retiring from football and not like at least tran- transferring somewhere or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, um, first off, thanks for letting me, you know, come on and do this again. There's days <laughs> I do the whole time. I feel like I'm in the Matrix. <laughs> um, there's a black cat. I saw it twice, so I know that. Um, but I, now I know what to look for so that next time this thing's not recording, I can say something. But <laughs> look, it, as far as as far as Miles goes, um, it, it's it's uh, it's disheartening whenever you have a guy that is has spent and dedicated that much time uh, to a program. You know, you're talking about a guy that I think still holds the Mississippi uh, passing records for high school. Yeah. Maybe someone like 11,000 yards a kid threw for. Brett Favre's um, records, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and of course, it wasn't Brett, but, um, you know, we all wanted him to do well here. And um, I, I think situation being different, you know, possibly he would have. But um, I, I know that, you know, I heard some some chatter and some different people saying, you know, it just didn't look like he had the juice um, that you want to see out of your starting quarterback. And if that's the case, you know, and and – you know, they, they decided to let him know where he stood. I mean, I think that's good on the coaching staff, and I think it's, 
you know, good on Miles to know that, you know, this is the, the end of the line for him, at least at LSU. Um, you know, it, and it could be one of these deals, you know, Matt, I mean, he, he hasn't he hasn't been able to play in a in a in a game yeah. in basically two years. Um, I, I could say maybe he steps back from it in six months. You know, he feels differently about it um, and, and gives it a go. I was listening um, um, earlier today. I think it was T-Bob was talking about, you know, Ryan Ramchek and, and how Ramchek had taken time away from the game and yeah. then, you know, came back and is now one of the, you know, top, you know, offensive lineman in the entire NFL. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen for Miles, but, um, you know, this is a dog-eat-dog world. Um, NIL has made this thing more of a business than ever before. And I think if um, if the staff knew that he wasn't going to be the guy, it was better on them to tell him that now and give him the opportunity to maybe try and go somewhere else. Yeah. And, and you know, only time will tell what Miles actually decides he wants to do. I just pulled up Ryan Ramchek to see how old he was. He's 28 years old. Is it feel, yeah. Well, it feels like he's he would be way younger than that, right? But that I guess it's similar to like wait, say if Miles he still has one year under his belt. Say he has a change of heart and he wants to go to a wherever southeastern or something like that and play a year, get to the NFL. He's going to be around that age too but yeah i i think i think the um i think it threw everybody off guard as far as the retiring from football but um i think it was a good decision on his part probably to leave but uh leave here no no matter what because you you are going to be a third string quarterback um it's pretty set in stone that that's the case um the only concerns that I had was that it was going to be basically a safeguard to make sure Walker Howard didn't have to burn a red shirt for some unforeseen situation. But um, I'm actually, you know, uh, I've, I've had a lot of messages in the group chat uh, about quarterback depth and they make fun of me about it because last year we sucked at quarterback depth and we ended up having to play a wide receiver in the bowl game. Um, and I'm trying to make sure that doesn't happen again. Uh, but at the same time, I want to get Walker Howard some reps this year. Um, I want, I want to see him play a little bit like in New Mexico state, um, get a couple of like drives or whatever it is. Like, uh, you obviously you're not burning your red shirt, but at least play a little bit and get ready for next year. Cause next year from all accounts sounds like that's going to be the battle. Uh, Daniels is a two-year guy. You got Nussmeyer uh, will be coming back. I, we would all assume battling with a, a Walker Howard, who everybody thinks could be the guy. Um, so <clears throat> I think that's going to be interesting to see next year, um, that situation. And kind of like this is just foreshadowing what could be uh, the epic battle next year, potentially. But uh, what are your thoughts on – with him leaving, I think a couple of the reports are Jaden Daniels could be the number one guy. Um, you know, Nussmeyer still battling for that uh, position, but both guys are probably going to be playing. What are your thoughts on those guys? I mean, I think, you know, the, the emergence of Nuss, um, you know, I think Garrett is the reason that ultimately Miles got pushed out, you know, because obviously you, you have a guy like Miles that has – um, the, the, the time in the program, even though it's, you know, 
three different head coaches and like five different offensive coordinators. Um, he's still a veteran of that group. And I, and I feel like that's what this staff felt like they were going to have whenever they, they got him to come back and compete at LSU. And, and I think that was, you know, part of the conversation that they had with Miles. Look, you're going to go somewhere else and have to compete. Why not just stay home and compete? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's ultimately that's where he wanted to be. I mean, he, he doesn't want to be anywhere else but LSU. And that's why I find it hard to believe that he'll strap it up in college for anybody else. I think if the guy's going to play ball, he's going to try and get in the league some kind of way, whether that's US, USFL route. Um, you know, or something along those lines. It's it's the want to. It's whether or not Miles has that want to. But I think Garrett's had had pushed to be, you know, the number two at least, if not possibly be the number one. You you have you have thirty one games worth of experience with Daniels. You you know you you're not you can't coach that. You can't talk about that. Um, you, you can't tell that guy what to expect. He's already seen it. Now, he hasn't seen it in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know we all know what kind of football gets played in the South, um, you know, and, and the, the Pac-10 is just a different brand of it. Um, but he still has played on Saturday nights under the lights. Um, and you can't discount that. So I, I definitely feel like at this point it's um, instead of Daniels being the changeup, to miles like we were kind of thinking over the summer mm-hmm. i think nuss is going to be the change up for daniels i um, agree you know, if, if you get in a situation where you need a guy um, that can spin it not to say that daniels can't because obviously daniels can i think um one of the things i read he's like 65 percent passer rating at, at arizona state now, that's it's pretty good um yeah you know, so to 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 have that kind of completion percentage uh, and to have played that many meaningful snaps, it'd be very hard for me to see Nuss pushing him, um, you know, to, to be the bona fide, you know, starter, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, but I definitely feel like, um, you know, Nuss is going to push him to play. And, you know, iron sharpens iron. We all know that, um, you know, not having anybody else would be a problem, um, you know, and, and we do. We have two guys that are capable I mean, we didn't get a huge sample size of Garrett last year. He came in, you know, late against Ole Miss when the game was already at hand. And, I mean, he played as good as you could expect a kid that was playing high school football the year before. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, he's, he's, he's apparently uh, beefed up quite a bit. And, um, you know, he's been in that film room. You know, he's, him and his dad have been crushing it since the season ended last year because yeah. his dad could recognize the kid actually has a shot. Um, you know, to be a starter in the SEC, you know, this year. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the results on the field and how it plays out there. It also seems like both of these quarterbacks have like camaraderie with the team. And not that Miles Brennan didn't, but it always seemed like there was a disconnect a little bit with the rest of the guys and how they, you know, react to these guys. And I, I know, um, you know, Garrett and Jack Besh, their friends, and then obviously Walker Howard coming in. He went to school with a lot of these guys, and the three, 337 guys kind of all stuck together, it feels like, even Kayshawn. Like, it, it seems like those guys rally around Daniels and, and Nuss more than they were Brennan the whole time. And that might be just me looking at it from an outsider, but um, there's just little things that you pick up there. You're just like – 
I don't know. He's an old. He's an older guy, Miles. Older guy. Um, probably doesn't relate to the guys quite as well. He's a he's outdoorsman. He likes to go hunting and fishing stuff like that. Um, comes from a. I mean, I know it's a Brennan family, but it's not necessarily the Brennans, right? Correct. Uh, so I think that's a misnomer with with Brennan that he's just yeah, everybody big thinks he's a, restaurant he, money. Yeah. yeah, everybody thinks he's a rich kid. And he is. Yeah, not. he's Dickie hey, Brennan's son or something. Yeah, he's, he's not. not. He's 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 a working <laughs> class kid. Um, and you know I'm I'm um I'm disappointed. You know, but I will never call that kid a quitter. That right. kid yeah. battled every step of the way. I mean, he played against Troy. Yeah. Um and and Matt, I still have it on my phone. Um <laughs> one of the defensive linemen just absolutely punished one of our guards in that game. And it was like, is this really what we're doing? Is this is this who we are now? <laughs> like, I remember that in 17. Troy, you know, Troy just whipping us up front. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean now listen, you know, Troy's got a bunch of transfers, you know, that that didn't make it at other programs that went JUCO and then came to Troy. You know, they've built a nice little program over there. But Troy, that's yeah, that's what yeah. we're doing now. And I, I'll find that video and send it to you because it is appalling. As an offensive lineman, you just look at it and go, Oh my God. Yeah. He's going the wrong direction, coach. Well, now we can look at it as like, okay, this is where we were and this is where we are now. Like That's right. Exactly. And the bad thing was is there's a guy that started on the national championship team that was getting abused that night. Okay. Yeah, it's, that's not good. It's ugly. Um, yeah, send that to me. I'd love to love to see that. Yeah. Um Okay, so with the quarterback race the way it is, and this is kind of one of my thoughts was you're going with a guy like Daniels probably because of his mobility. And the the thought process would be that our offensive line, which we we're just, just talking about it, is probably one of the weaknesses of this team, especially on the offense. Um, true freshman left tackle. Um, D tackle at center. Yep. Uh, you got you got a you got a couple of spots there that you're working, you're working out guys, but they're so young. They're so young and they don't have the continuity yet now. And I, I, I feel like a broken record because I said this earlier, but um, Brian Kelly is to me like an offensive line whisperer. Like the guy like knows how to get offensive linemen to the league. Like he knows how to develop these guys and have like a continuity. Um, that's they don't have the continuity yet, but I, I want to see that get developed. And I, I feel like we haven't had a developer as a head coach in a long time. Uh, and we have that now. So some of my fears on the offensive line may may be true, but they also may they may work themselves out during the year. Is kind of what I'm thinking. Like they're gonna get just better and better and better. I have a ton of confidence in in Brad Davis. Um, yeah. and, and I think as his guys, the people that he sees on the recruiting trail and brings in, um, because he's, this is only his second year. It was the only coach retained. Right. Um, really? I mean, a year and a half. Like yeah, he, he was hired like in the spring of last year. Was it even the spring? It wasn't the spring. It was Memorial it was weekend. Well, yeah. Memorial I mean, he, weekend. He, he was hired. Not, because we had to, we fired the other guy, right? Or the other yeah, guy, right? James because Craig, of, yeah, because of recruiting violations. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely feel like, you know, we saw the progression last year. The line was shit paper in the very beginning of the year. And then they, they did get better. 
Now, they were not world beaters, but we were beat up by the time the end of the year came. But they, they got to where they had established some offense and what they could do, um, you know, with that offensive line. And so I, I definitely feel like um, they will get better and that he is going to get every bit of talent onto the field, Brad Davis, that is, that, that he can get. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we were both offensive linemen. We know how critical that part is. Um, the offensive and defensive lines, you know, it's where the Kings walk. And it is the most important position groups on an entire staff as far as I'm concerned because you can't do anything without either one of those lines being good. You're not, not, not at least championship football. And so, um, you know, I, I definitely feel like they're going to um, get better in that position. Um, I mean, at the rate that Kelly is able to recruit – um, you know, everybody got on him about that little draw he had at that basketball game. Family. I, I, I definitely think that's just how it is. I think you had a cross of that East Coast, Boston, yeah. and it just stretched out on him. And, you know, everybody wants to make fun of him. But I'm not laughing because he's well, he, sure bringing them in. Well, you also, like, it's it's been the common place to make fun of LSU football co- coaches, right? Like, so you got to add him to the list somehow. Uh, if you're a national guy, like they've been laughing stuff. He ain't gonna eat grass on the sideline. No, I can promise you. And now and he I will think, yell at somebody. Yeah, and I heard today he was yelling yeah. quite a bit because I think we rolled a couple of snaps back and. Yep. You know, but that's that's what you gotta have in a coach, somebody that that can poke his head in that room, and and the 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 staff coaches that are in those rooms don't go. How's that guy doing in here? Yeah. He doesn't belong in here. Uh, you know what? And, you know what else he he was yelling at somebody about? You'll like this. Hmm. Uh, they were signaling in the plays too too late. Oh yeah. So he like ate them alive, and I was like, oh, I love that. We yeah. hadn't had a guy do that in forever. In Seventeen years, you didn't. Have yeah. that the they didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> Bro, it's <was> so <laughs> despicable. You know, when you got in a close game late in the game, especially under Les Miles, you didn't know what was going to happen. Um, you know, I mean, Tennessee, Auburn, all Ole of Miss. these yeah, Ole Miss, these games that, you know, any coach worth his salt knows what to do. And, and any 40-year-old that's played Madden for 20 years can understand clock management. Yeah. And they just didn't have it. And, and you know, thankfully, I think Ed had somebody else kind of in his ear saying, hey, coach, you might want to think about a timeout here. Um, and so he was able to cover it up. But, um, you know, I, I just think this is a different caliber of guy that we have yeah. uh, pulling the strings. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the future of the program and how good it can be. I mean, we all expect it that it can be this dominant year after year program because of the talent that we have in this state. And, and you know, now I feel like you have somebody I – because, mean, look, Kelly's not going to the NFL. There's not another program that's going to come get him like we did. I mean, that was a shock. And I did. I cringed whenever, you know, I, I saw the announcement. But about 15 minutes after that, I was like, you know what? We just went and stole the guy that is coaching at one of the most storied programs in the history of the game. Yeah, that's impressive. 
You, you no, don't, not everybody can do that. No but Notre we, Dame coach has ever voluntarily left Notre Dame. One. Who was that? Like 40s. I don't know, but the, it's one. Oh, I'm looking one it guy up. Left. I'm looking it up, Lucas. Don't hear you. Don't you. Say it now. Uh, just letting you know, there was one guy left sometime in the 40s or 50s um, after Newt Rockney. Type he left for the war. He left for the war, the Great War. <laughs> Possibly so. so. He left for another job, and it was comical. It was kind of like uh, whenever LSU's coach left in 58 or well, 59 for Army. It yes. was like, you know, right. what? So, um, but, you know, I, I, I think that LSU is on the right track. They got the right guy to, yeah. to, to un- that understands process and understand what needs to be done in order to have a win. Well, yeah, program. and I, I was kind of skeptical of this hire, obviously, too. And, and you know, everybody – I think everybody at the time wanted this hot shot Lincoln-Riley hire or whatever. But looking back on it now and you're just seeing, like, okay, the processes that he's put in, the organization that he's had to put in uh, because there was none when he took it over, like, he's just the perfect guy. Perfect guy for the job. Like, I don't know. This is exactly what we needed. Um, All right. Before we get into any more, tell us a little bit about River City's total maintenance, because I know you're busy as all get out. You were fielding calls in between our our last podcast. uh, That was an hour ago. You were fielding calls. Another uh, somebody else with an AC down? Um, Yeah, a little bit of that. Just, um, you know, had had to line some guys out. But, but yeah. uh, proud to to be a partner in the show. Um, you know, been with you pretty much from the beginning. Whenever mm-hmm. you decided that this is what you wanted to do, I knew it was a good fit because you are such a nerd when it comes to <laughs> statistics and game analysis and and everything else. Like how you said earlier, your fear for the program and what I'm trying to stop. Is what I'm trying to stop. I said I know I caught me saying that like. What you do I have? It. Do I have any control? Yeah, no, you, you're no. just the dopey face podcast guy. That's <laughs> who you are and will forever be known as that. I, the triple X and the T-shirt, I need your face on it. And yes. That, All right. Great. Yeah. Might wear that September 4th. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so River City's Total Maintenance, I know that the, the, the crowd that uh, listens to your show is mostly in the Baton Rouge market. I'm a Baton Rouge guy, born and raised. And... Uh, after Katrina, we saw an opportunity to expand into the New Orleans market, and we did. Um, and and so I've been here since the storm, since Katrina. Um, you know, and and it, it's crazy because prior to the storm, I had been in New Orleans probably five or six times. The same reason that anybody else comes. You go to Bourbon Street, and you think, you know, that is New Orleans. And uh, fortunately. Um, you know, given the opportunity that we had to come here and, and build our brand, um, you know, it's it's a lot different for me now. Um, I feel a part of the city, um, you know, 98% of the employees, uh, team members, I guess is the best way to say that, are New Orleans residents. They're from here. They grew up here. Um, and, you know, we, we, um, we do a, a great job in the client service end of things. We're full service heating and air company but we also do electrical plumbing and generator service and install and um you know we kind of give everybody a one-stop shop somewhere that they can have a you know a group of guys and the continuity in the service that they're expecting to have um throughout you know all the facets of things that can go wrong in their house and 
for years working in the Baton Rouge area. You know, I get an air conditioner fixed, and man, you, you guys don't do ceiling fans, do you? And and no, we don't do ceiling fans. Or you don't do garbage disposals, do you? No, we don't. We don't do that. You gotta do. Do you have a guy? You know, and it's hard to recommend somebody because those are the guys that wind up burning your reputation yes. because they don't do things like you do. Well, you know, in, in in our world, the client is first, the the technician is second, and the company is third. And we have had tremendous success doing that. Our, our Baton Rouge office, River City's one hour, is one of the best in the country as far as what they do. Um, and, you know, we, we do a, a lot of what they do and we do a lot of what they don't do. Um, but we are, uh, you know, proud to be associated with that brand um, of, of service that, that we love to provide. And I'm happy to be a part of uh, the fabric of both the cities. Yeah, Regus has just run the AC market in Louisiana, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It's just Regus is everywhere. We're the, yeah. we're the coolest people you can know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I can't help it. Um, all right, let's get back to it. Um, we just talked a little bit about offense, but offensive line was our question mark. Not a question mark would be wide receivers. No. We have, no, we are you, loaded over there, man. Um, I was watching some tape today of uh, Dre Jenkins, Brian Thomas Jr., Chris Hilton, and none of those guys are like top three in our. I mean, we we got you got Booty and you got uh, Neighbors, Jack Besh. Um, you're just freaking loaded, just absolutely loaded. Uh, Kyron Lacey. Like a guy coming in who's still going to play. I mean, you're seven deep right there, um, and I, I they're all really good, and they all have a lot of potential. Um, you would just you would just hope right now that our offensive line is just serviceable to where you got a quarterback that can get them the ball. Um, just get some guys in space and get them the ball. Um, what are your thoughts on? I guess the wide receivers and the running backs in that for that matter. And the kind of, the kind of athletes that we have that you can put in space. I mean, I think that's the biggest reason for wanting a quarterback that's mobile Mm -hmm. is recognizing that you have some weakness on the offensive line. You have to be able to move the, the pocket and, and make plays when there's not plays um, that are apparent. And, you know, I definitely feel like if you had studs on the offensive line, maybe you have a different battle at quarterback. Yeah. Maybe you don't even bring a guy like Daniels in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think, you know, Kelly kind of recognizing where he was with the roster at the time that, um, you know, he came in and kind of saw what he was having to do, not knowing exactly what was going to happen with the portal, starting to try and get guys in here to fill the holes that he had. Um, I think he recognized pretty early and he's, you know, throughout his history at Notre Dame, I mean, he always had a guy that could move a little bit mm-hmm. um, and, and, and could, could sling it. Um, you know, Ian book hasn't looked great for new Orleans, but you know, when he was in college, he was very serviceable. And that was because he had legs, he could move, he could run, he could tuck it and get five, seven, pick up a first down, keep a drive alive. And I think that's what Kelly is thinking about whenever he's thinking about the future of this program and where it's going to go. And you brought him here to win and win now. Um, You know, this dude goes six and six, this fan base, they will eat him alive. 
he can't afford to do that. He can't yeah. afford to go seven and five, though that's a, a, a real possibility with the schedule that he has. I mean, he's he's got to he's got to be eight and four, nine and three, you know, this year. And and if he can get to ten and two, um, as we said in the podcast that wasn't recorded, um, <laughs> that exists. You, know, you, yeah. you yeah, you give him the coach of the year because yeah. he's, we had thirty nine guys playing the bowl game that were on scholarship last year. Mm-hmm. This guy came in and got fifteen guys out of the portal or something like that in order to build a competitive roster. And, you know, all indications from all the national pundits is this is the most talented roster the guy's ever had. What's he going to look like in two years? Right. I mean, mean, he's stacking guys. I mean, yeah, he's stacking recruits right now where they're going to be top five. I mean, they got a couple of guys. We're going to get to a recruiting update in a second, but they got a couple of guys coming in that that haven't announced yet that another five-star offensive lineman that that they could be having. So, yeah, they're going to have a very loaded – roster and then you look at so not only are like wide receivers skill positions you you got offensive linemen that are stepping in that are a true freshman left tackle you got a, a true freshman probably right guard that could be playing here soon you got um guys on the defensive side that when you see a guy like harold perkins running around quincy wiggins and guys like that like yeah we he came in he had to like Kelly had to come in and like create like okay an an organizational chart first of all like who reports to who then he actually got some of these guys to come on campus and so you see that entire job that he did and you still see the freak level of athletes that we still have on our roster it's unbelievable um i just i was just seeing somebody on twitter earlier talking about an auburn fan talking about auburn if they can get past Penn State and then they get to us and it's 4-0 and and we're 4-0 and and we go to Jordan-Hare Stadium, there's no way that Auburn loses to LSU. And I'm thinking, you have no idea what's on our roster. You have no idea. No. And, and we know based off what we're accustomed to seeing as far as the athletes that play at this college. Um and the amount of talent we have pumped in the NFL the last 15 years. Yeah. Um, that, you know, we're, we're always going to have dogs. You're always going to have the Jimmys and Joes that, that can we, make plays. But we know what it looks like. So yeah, it's no, like we, if we I do. see a practice video, I'm like, yeah, that guy's, that guy's one of those guys. Like, you know what I mean? Well, and, and I, I just feel like, you know, the, the, the direction, you know, you said the organizational chart. That probably hadn't been said in Baton Rouge in 17 years. Yeah. You know, because there's one thing we can all agree on, unless Miles was not organized at all. And, you know, I, I you know, maybe Ed did a little better job with that because he, he was at least smart enough to know when he wasn't smart at mm-hmm. something. And let's put somebody in that position that can actually do that for me. Uh, and I think that's why he had the the ultimate success that he had in 19 is that 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 whole thing just came together. The roster came together, the quarterback, you know, you, you have a, a, a freak, a future Hall of Famer, potentially a quarterback who's who's a guy that, you know, 100 years ago would have been leading guys in an army to war. I mean, he's right. just that mentality. And, um, you know, I, I feel like um, we are in a great situation uh, with a with a with an outstanding coach 
somebody that actually gets it and understands um, that the process is what is important in having success at this level. Um, and I think we're going to see that. And I think we see that starting this year. I think, you know, as we said already, eight and four, nine and three, uh, if they go 10 and two, I think you have to really bow your head to this guy and, and say, you know, look, you did something that hasn't been done. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the amount of talent that he brought in through the portal alone is unprecedented um, and, and probably something we won't see again because he'll have a bunch of guys ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um you know, kind of, kind of like Nick does in Tuscaloosa. You know, he's he's always he's always got guys right behind them that are as good as what the starters were when they came in that just need that opportunity in order to excel. Well, so I was looking a couple of days ago at um, Michigan State. That was an example. That was, uh, I think, the COVID year. They went two and five. Uh, that that uh, crazy big, big Ten schedule, two and five. Uh, uh mel tucker takes over uh they go 11 and 2 last year they rehauled their entire roster brought in all these transfers uh kenneth walker they're running back from a tcu they moved a whole bunch of guys around that's something that can happen here like legit happen here i mean what you're talking we we're six seven last year and you could be nine three possibly ten and two if everything falls correctly um yeah i, I think and four could be, I don't know. I hate to say ceiling, but or uh, basement, but I don't know. I just can't see us losing more four games on the schedule. And we had, we talked, we had, I had the schedule up on the screen. I mean, we had looked at it before. I, you know, the games that that used to worry me would be at Auburn and at Florida, and both of those look like wins to me. Mississippi State, we didn't talk about that one earlier, but Mississippi State, I mean, we we handled Mississippi State last year, and if you just play everybody back on, on Michael Each on, on Michael Each offense and keep everything in front of you, you're going to beat that team. Um, and I'm hoping the coaching staff is smart enough to see that because ours was last year. Um, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Alabama are both are all three teams that I, I would be more worried about just because they score. Um, their offense is – um, typically really, really, really good. So can you keep up with them as they score? But, you know, all three of those are at home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the schedule doesn't bother me until you get to Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, the, the Tennessee game, you know, hopefully that game is at night. Um, it, know, five and oh at night with Tennessee coming in. It'd yeah. be rocks. It'd be, it'd yeah. be, it'd be a, a very good one and. You know, I think, um, you know, as we stated before, you get a quarterback, and I don't know what Tennessee schedule's like leading up to that, but I think that's that's their first real test, mm -hmm. um, if I'm not mistaken. When does when does Tennessee play Alabama? Uh, third third Saturday in October every year. So that would be the Ole Miss weekend. Okay. Or – or Florida weekend, one of those. Yeah. Yeah, probably the Florida would be the third weekend in October. So yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like they could they could legitimately, you know, go into the Florida game six and oh. Florida doesn't scare me. I do believe Napier is a good coach and I think he'll yeah. do good things at Florida as, as much as they disgust me. They have like the ugliest uniforms I've ever seen and <laughs> are the least classiest team in the SEC. I think we can all agree on that. 
Florida? Uh, uh, as yeah. far as like fans, you mean? Fans, team, yeah. you know, what they did with the burnt cat, you know, the year that oh, Mike yeah. had cancer. That, that shit pissed me off. I ain't gonna Skeleton lie. cat. What they did with uh, – was that the same year that uh, we had to move the game to LSU because of uh, they, they, they had a hurricane or something? They tried to put uh, the game off because they had a bunch of D linemen that were hurt and were yeah. trying to get it postponed. Or, I, I can't wait to this – you know, uh, these two big 12 teams come into the SEC so that we can change this schedule up. So sick of having to play Florida every year. Uh, the locked-in East opponent – uh, that just sucks. Uh, you know, that, yeah. that, that should have died in the nineties. Uh, but I, I do appreciate a good rivalry. And, you know, it's the funny thing about LSU, you know, back in the day, it was LSU Ole Miss that was supposed to be the rivalry. Well, now I feel like we have just as much of a rivalry with, you know, Auburn, with Florida, with Bama, obviously Ole Miss is one that is, you know, maybe recreated with Lane over there, you know, doing what he's doing, um, but you know, we just we, we, we didn't have one, we had like four. Uh, they tried to make Arkansas it that that wasn't no. it, and yeah, I think the only thing with Arkansas is that they don't have a natural rival either, like we do. Um, like, like we don't, I should say. Um, but AM's got Texas, so when Texas comes over, that's their rival. Ole Miss, you mentioned, like that's Mississippi State, right. you know, uh, Tennessee tries to make Alabama a rival, but Alabama sees Auburn as their rival. So maybe it's Tennessee. Tennessee's the one that's the odd man out. I don't know. I mean, I definitely feel like Alabama at least respects LSU enough that uh, in uh, Dixieland Delight. uh, Yeah, they added us. Yeah, they they have a little shout out to LSU and Tennessee. And when I saw that the other day, I was like, well, at least they recognize that of the group. And I mean, look, Saban hadn't forgot. The hit by week is before LSU and has been every year that he's been. Well, I was about to say he's never going to he change knows. that either. Yeah. yeah, I mean he knows even on a down year. Yep, he, his team can get their ass kicked by LSU. That's right. Because of the talent they have on the roster, and I think as Kelly tightens that fence around LSU, and it becomes harder for Nick to come in and get that talent. Those old linemen from uh, West Monroe that he likes to come in and pluck. Um, as more of those guys stay home in order to play for a guy that has processes similar to, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think that thing, you know, ramps itself back up because I don't see Nick stopping. Uh, he doesn't have anything else in his life. He's damn sure not going fishing. Um, you yeah. know, so he's he's going to coach until he can't coach anymore. He's like a Bear Bryant, Joe Paterno. Like he, they're just he, like when he retires, yeah. it's probably like six, six months later, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, what did Bayer make it like three months? Yeah. I think, is, is, is what he made it after his last game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, look, he's the best that's ever done it. There's no question in my eyes. Uh, he's better than Bear. He's better than anybody else. Uh, and, you know, it, had he stayed in LSU, we'd be nine or ten deep right now yep. in national championships. I don't think anybody can deny that. Um, you know, I've done the math. We, we win every one that he's won at Alabama, plus the one he beat us in in 11. Yep. So if you do the math with the other ones that we were able to win outside of him, I, I think it's it's pretty easy to say that that he would have established us as a dynasty three times over had he stayed. And you now have a guy in the driver's seat that is not Nick Saban. 
mm-hmm. but he, he talks the same. He acts the same. His programs have been reliable and good programs. He just hadn't had the talent. I mean, and for the right. national pundits to say this is the most talented roster he's ever had, and he threw this roster together in the last six months, it's pretty strong. Um, I agree. You know, in, in what we're going to be able to accomplish here at LSU. Speaking of really strong, look at that jawline, Lucas. I mean, dude, that uh, dude just looks like he could kick a 45-yarder to beat Walker <laughs> at any moment. Patrick Michelson at Bank of England Mortgage, another friend of ours, uh, doing some really good things at BOE Southern States. He is uh, – Patrick is the – uh, area branch manager over there. So give Patrick Michelson a call, 225-810-1805. He will take care of any of your mortgage or loan needs. Also, if you go to their website, boesouthernstates.com, you can use their fast app feature and you can apply online. Uh, let them find the options for you after you apply. So give Patrick a call, a great friend of the show. We appreciate him. Also, he's the audio sponsor for all of our podcasts. So we appreciate Patrick and BOE uh, Bank of England. Um, okay, so we, we talked a lot about offense. We talked about Brian Kelly, obviously. Defensively, uh, what are your thoughts right now of the defense? Because I am uh, trending upwards as far as what I think the defense is showing us i think lsu defense is is always um in the position with the players to be you know top five top ten in the country you know anytime you just line them up um you know 2020 being the exemption um you know but i I think a lot of that can be due to not having a spring due to not you know being able to get to know who the guy is and you know that guy polini was a screamer Maybe you can't scream at these kids the same way you could, you know, 15 years ago, whenever he was doing it. Um, but at the same time, I think our defense will always, uh, you know, be competitive. Um, you know, obviously the secondary was of, 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 of great worry. And I think that's where he did a lot of work in the portal, get yeah. some guys in that could compete. Um, you know, the, the, the kid from McNeese apparently has mm-hmm. <clears throat> put on some more weight. Um, and and is pushed to be the starter, um, you know. And and I think the kid from Ohio State is kind of who he bumped out. Who? Yeah, and it, seven, seven Banks has been a little hurt. Um, I don't know if he's all the way back yet, but yeah, Colby Richardson looks like he's the guy that stepped up, which is surprising, obviously, just because he's from McNeese. Um, it sounds like he's a guy that uh, has followed Frank uh, Wilson around. Um, so when Frank Wilson came over here, that was the guy that they had pinpointed to come over, but yeah, he put some weight on and he could be opposite of Bernard Converse. But then you talked about a couple other guys that came in, uh, from the portal, uh, Greg Brooks and, and Joe Falcha, uh, two guys from Arkansas that are seniors. Like, so we actually lost, um, Dwight McLaughlin to Arkansas, but then we got, Greg Brooks and Joe Foucher from Arkansas. So we did a little two for one. True. Yeah. It, it's kind of was a crazy deal whenever that happened. <laughs> was like we're, we're swapping. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We, well, we lost Eli Ricks at the same time. It was like you, you lost two guys, you got two back. Um, Eli Ricks is apparently a problem over at Alabama right now. So, um, a problem in what way? Uh, that he. There's something about how he needs to understand the culture here at Alabama. 
um, and that he maybe was like feeling a little bit entitled uh, because he thought he was a superstar coming in, and now he's at Alabama and he's surrounded by fucking superstars. Uh, I think that might be might be what is uh, the culture shock that he's going through right now. I mean, the, the kid's obviously <laughs> going to have a shot to play at the next level. I mean, he did, For sure. he did yeah. pretty great things here. Uh, Put him on an he, island. Yeah. 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 But it, you, you would figure that you would just kind of be quiet and, um, you know, hide and watch their process. But, I mean, imagine the, the just the difference of going from an Ed Ogeron coach team to Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a huge difference. Um, you know, we'd mentioned this in the podcast that wasn't recorded uh, about, about how, how uh, it's just off in the space. About it's in the how, cloud. It's in the cloud. Yeah, about, about how uh, an invisible cloud that will never be seen. <laughs> um, about how different it was for players that played for Nick Saban and then played for Les Miles, the difference there. And so, you know, this kid comes, you know, Ricks leaves a program that was kind of in disarray in the in the madness that was ed after divorce and national championship um to you know this well scripted well versed organized machine that is in tuscaloosa and and you know trying to belittle that at all mm-hmm. um you know to to somebody like me or you is just kind of kind of shows your ass as far as what you don't know about this game and how it's played right um you know so um, good luck to Eli. I hope Booty puts him on his ass and burns him. Actually, I hope he's a second string guy and then realizes, you know, I better go to some team in California. Maybe he goes place for USC next year. How many years I, does Rick have left? Oh, I think he is a should have two left, right? Yeah, I think he would be a junior this year and then a senior next year. I don't know what COVID means for all that, but uh, yeah, I think his plan was he was going to go to Alabama this year and probably go pro. Right. Um, I would assume so. But um, okay, so defensive line uh, completely loaded. You know, one thing that we haven't talked about is Matt House um, coming from uh, Kansas City. He also coached for uh, Kentucky in the SEC uh, as a defensive coordinator back in the day with Mark Stoops. You know, I don't know exactly what his schemes are, but it sounds like it's not um, it's not only just man to man like traditional LSU, but it's also not like some kind of soft zone either. It's very multiple, um, not all just attacking and just kind of like a, a really like a pro a pro style defense. Situational football, right? Yep. I mean, that's 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 what you need. And I think. Kelly, you know, kind of has control over some of that. Obviously, we'll have to see what he does with his coordinators, how he lets them, you know, run the game and, and uh, you know, everything on those lines. But all I want is aggressiveness when it's time to be aggressive and when it's not time to be aggressive. I want to know the difference. Um, and, and right. you know, when I watch the game, I want to know that they know the difference. Um, as a coaching staff, because obviously if you line the 11 guys up that we're going to start out there and tell them go after the ball, they're going to do that. But mm-hmm. there's there's times where you can't do that. Um, and, you know, not to discount Florida State at all, because I know they're, they're, they're pretty bullish on what they have going on over there this year. I think the reason why we all kind of chalk that up as a win 
is their their history the last five years and just how poor that program has been mm-hmm. um you know that that we feel like you know i don't know i'm i'm thinking like 27 13 type ball game you know something where lsu possibly stretches it out late uh, but it is going to be a test i mean that's a you know that they, they're I think they will have already played a game. And so this will actually be their second game. And it's our first game, no cupcake to start the year. Um, but I think that's a, that's a, that's good for us and, and where this program needs to go. Cause we kind of get to see where we're at pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I think, I think also with Florida state coming in the Superdome, I think that's another thing was just like, they're, they're walking into a just nightmare situation for them. Yeah, but it's going to be an 80 20 split in the crowd. It's yeah, going to be LSU loud. You, you won't, you, it'll be. Oh, When's the last time we lost in the Superdome? Well, never mind. I'm not even, I don't even want to, I don't even know why I even asked it. I've had too many whiskeys. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> they got to bring a bullshit, Matt. Yes, I don't know why I did that. Uh, I was thinking, like, maybe was it Tulane in 82? I, I, I didn't know what I was thinking. Um. All right. So, defensive backs. We talked about them a little bit. What I I thought it was going to be a concern, but it turns out it's probably more like a strength at this point because you have a lot of seniors. Uh, it feels like they they're bringing a lot of leadership onto the field. Um, I'm again another testament to Brian Kelly bringing in all these dudes that you just like. Um, you've turned a complete weakness into a positive like immediately. So um, that's, that's kind of what I I've taken away from a little bit of this is like some of these weaknesses being positives. Now, um, what are your thoughts on like a defensive backfield? We talked about it a little bit with, um, uh, with some of these guys coming in, but what are you thinking? I mean, obviously until you see them play, I'll know better after the first quarter. Um, I know. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you know they were able to bring in some guys that are obviously going to compete this year, um, and and were needed this year. Um, I think anytime you put that kind of onus on, look, we need you to compete, we need you to play, we need you to be ready. Um, I think you're going to have kids that are hungry to prove themselves. Like this kid out of McNeese, what's his name again? Colby Richardson. <clears throat> This kid Richardson, I think he kind of has something to prove because he probably feels left out that he didn't get more D1 looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he has an opportunity or large D1 programs. Now he has an opportunity to play at the highest level in the best conference, you know, in the league. Um, so I think he's got something to prove. Now, hopefully he doesn't try and jump routes and gets pump faked out of his cleats. Right. And you know they, they go over the top on him. But, I mean, I'm confident in house i'm confident in kelly that they're going to have the guys in the right position um you know i I just i just feel like ed's process and les's process is let the athletes make plays and my hope is is that with this coaching staff they're able to to make sure the guys get in the right position um you know and i mean when when i was you know coaching my son in little league uh one of my mentors had taught had taught me you know assign a line I'm going to provide the assignment and the alignment. You're going to provide the hit and hustle. Mm-hmm. And and so I just feel like they will have the guys in the right position to be able to make plays. I'm super confident in this staff, man. I just I just like the hires I, and who they brought in. I'm with you as far as I need to see it. And 
here's why. I feel like I am emotionally scarred because of one game, and it's the Mississippi State game, the beginning of 2020, when I had all these expectations of what this team was going to look like, and um, it was brutal. Like, it was like a come to Jesus. It was a come to Jesus of like, oh, my God. Like, it's like that. So yes, I'm I'm with you. Where it's like it's it's always gonna stick with me. If I really need to see something, especially like on the defensive side, like I I gotta see what you're doing first before I get like like really really happy about what I'm seeing. Um, yeah. All right, we're gonna get to the dog of the week in just a second, but first we're gonna talk about Fred's in Tigerland, oldest bar in Baton Rouge as far as college bar staple in baton rouge uh drink specials every night they're also a concert venue guys so the bridge is now open in tigerland to go uh to go visit over there you don't have to go all the way around like you used to uh but just in time for football season brett best screwdrivers in the world uh they are the official tailgate sponsor of one team one podcast so we appreciate nay and harry and all those guys over there go check out fred's um in tigerland um Okay, so dog of the week. This is going to be an LSU pick this week. So, Lucas, your dog of the week. Who you got? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I think I heard it already. Be surprised. You know, okay, I'm act surprised. I'm act surprised. Now, are you ready? Yes. My dog of the week is Brian Kelly. What? I think, I think, I, is that uh, crazy? I mean, am, am I am I stiff on Kelly or what? I was surprised first. Yeah, I, it was it was great earlier, but a great uh, no, I, I definitely feel like for me it's Brian Kelly uh, because of what he's done on the recruiting trail in such a short amount of time, locking up this in-state talent, bringing in guys that are gonna, you know, they're, they're the future dogs. They're 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 the guys that, um, you know, will be watching for the next three or four years and make plays in the purple and gold. And yeah. Uh, the fact that they were so highly recruited by all these other powerhouse programs and they decided to stay home, I think says a lot for the parents and the students, uh, you know, seeing this thing is getting ready to get going in a direction that it hasn't been like since 2004, whenever Nick left, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the talent in the state, you know, puts you in the position every four or five years that you should be able to compete for a national championship. Um, Saban was coming and taking four or five guys a year, you know, out of the state. Those guys were going and having great success in Alabama. You keep those guys home, you wind up having more success here. Um, and, and you know, put somebody around them that understands the process and the organizational um, you know, fortitude to to put the kids in the best position to have success both on and off the field. I think you wind up with an excellent product. Um, and I can't wait to see how he closes out the 23 class. I think he's got, he's got five or six more left to sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, you got, you got, you know, a quarterback, you got, you know, some receivers, um, you got, you know, a defensive back, which, you know, we're talking about, you're going to lose five or six of those guys next year. Um, either timing out or, or going on to the league. He is he's doing what I think needs to be done in order to build a, a, a successful a, a successful year after year program here at LSU. Um, and you know I'm I'm looking forward to seeing exactly where he takes us. I like it. I that, I wasn't expecting Brian Kelly, uh, so I I think that was a very good dog of the week. My dog of the week is. Uh, 
freshman left left tackle Will Campbell. Um, and when Will Campbell came in um, to fall camp, he uh, had a couple of altercations with um, Allie Gay, fifth fifth year senior Allie Gay, uh, defensive end. Uh, and there was one time where Allie Gay put his hands on Campbell and in, in a you know locking him up, and I think one of his hands slipped up and went up to his face mask, and out and Will Campbell pushed him off and said, uh, "No, you're not going to do that fucking shit to me." Freshman left tackle stepping up to a fifth-year senior saying, no, nah, you're not going to fucking do that to me. Um, so I, I, he's probably earned so much respect over that altercation, I would assume. So um, well, as long as he's able to back it up and get the best of Alley. Yeah. Two plays at this point Yes, to where everybody knows, okay, he's not just talking shit. He can actually back this up. Right. And that's, it sounds like he's critical. he's the real deal, um, which – having a, a true freshman left tackle in the SEC just doesn't happen very often. So um, usually, usually it used to be just only Alabama recently that have had those guys who just were staples for, as true freshmen. Cam Robinson comes to mind. Um, anyway, DJ Fluker, guys like that. So you just don't see it very often. Um, so that was my dog of the week. Um, all right, so – Let's talk about Bocock Brothers Cigars, BocockBrothers.com, uh, Habanero, Connecticut, and Maduro Selections. They do cigar rolling events, golf gear. Love my guys over at Bocock Brothers. Uh, go check them out. They're LSU grads, so uh, they would love your business, Bocock Brothers Cigars. Okay, so uh, we have the recruiting update. Uh, we need to talk about recruiting. Uh, we You touched on it just a second ago with Brian Kelly. Uh, just got uh, Ricky Collins uh, from Woodlawn, um, and Woodlawn is loaded this year. By the way, uh, they have another guy, Jacoby uh, Matt. Uh, sorry, did I get that wrong? Jacoby Matthews, Jordan Matthews, Jordan Matthews. He's a, uh, a defensive back at Woodlawn. He just committed to Tennessee, uh, but there's talks that he could actually flip to LSU by by the end of it all. Um, you also got um, Shelton Sampson from Catholic. We've both seen him play. Um, super fast, smooth, uh, wide receiver. Um, should be a guy that can that can come right in. And and obviously, like we're a loaded wide receiver staff, but um, I think he's a guy that really fits the mold of LSU wide receivers. Um, Kai uh, Kai Preen over at uh, St. James is another wide receiver. Uh, another guy that. Honestly, that guy, I've seen video of him. Um, it's like a poor man's uh, Justin Jefferson a little bit out of high school. Uh, feels like that. Um, but you also, Jordan, Jordan, I mean, uh, Justin was a poor man, Justin Jefferson, coming out of high school. Yes, I know. I know. He's top five in the NFL right now. I know. Every chance he gets. Feels like one of those. It feels like one of those. Uh, I know he's St. James, but one of those almost like Destrehan kind of kids where it's just like they're just super athletic and smooth. And um, yeah, only got it feels like these guys that you just only get in Louisiana. Um, but you also have uh, Kylan Jackson out of Zachary that we just got as another safety. And like we were saying, you need to really load up on these defensive backs this year. So Jordan Matthews, I think everybody from Woodlawn um, better get ready because LSU is probably coming full steam for him, even though he's already committed to Tennessee. Uh, Lance Hurd, 
a uh, offensive tackle, a uh, five-star that looks like he's going to pick LSU probably in two weeks. Uh, I think he said right before his season starts. It sounds like a lot of these guys are trying to get it out of the way this year. They're trying to yeah. commit early before the season starts. And I was always wondering how that was going to affect things with early signing day, if they wanted to do that ahead of time. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of these guys like they that used to just wait all the way till the end um, like they used to. And I, I think that's probably a good thing. Um, it helps you develop your roster better, it feels like to me. Um, but uh, so LSU's kicking ass right now. Um uh, I saw a, t- a Texas A&M message board saying LSU is bending us over right now. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I, I love seeing that kind of stuff, especially with last year when they had the best class ever. Um, LSU basketball. LSU basketball is uh, – got a guy named Corey Chest um, just came in for LSU basketball. Top player in the country uh, – top player in Louisiana for 2023. So – uh, Matt McMahon's doing a lot of work too for basketball. So that is the one team one podcast recruiting update. And it's actually sponsored, Lucas, you don't even know. It's actually sponsored by River City's Total Maintenance. So uh we appreciate you for sponsoring that. So I'll send you yes, the bill. So I'll send you the bill. No worries. Um all right, before we uh get to our last topic, we want to talk about Brandon Lejan over at Courtesy Automotive Group. Help me out with a Jeep recently. So we appreciate Brandon. Uh, give him a call, 337-224-1867. They're based in Lafayette, but they can deliver cars to you. He'll work through things over the phone with you. He even gave me some DocuSign docs, took care of it all from uh, from the Lafayette area all the way to Baton Rouge. So give Brandon a call. Big LSU basketball fan, so give him a call. He would love to talk to you about it. Um, all right, so uh, let's talk Saints. I know you want to talk Saints. Yeah, I do. I want to. So, talk so. All right, I've uh, I've never been the biggest Jameis Winston fan. Um, that's from Florida State days. Obviously, I I think he was good. Um, but yeah, it, I think um, a lot of things always rub me the wrong way with Jameis. Um, I know he's matured somewhat. I'm just still. It's like in the back of my head, is he going to throw a lot of picks again? Um, it's my only concern about the offense, to be honest with you. Um, I think everything else is in place to where this should be lightning, uh, a fantastic offense. I think the defense is probably going to be better than it was last year. Um, that's my only, like literally my only concern is, is Jameis going to be um, – the mature Jameis, or is he going to be throwing it all around and making dumb mistakes? I agree with that, but I think the 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 high point, obviously Saturday night, um, was um, the red rocket. Um, you, you you don't have a guy that has been twelve years in the league um, that you should not be overly confident in that if something happens with Jameis or he does start throwing them up, that yeah. you can't bring this guy in and be really, really good. Yeah, best I mean, backup in the league. Easily the best yeah, backup yeah. in the I, league. I know. It's another if, if it weren't for the fact that Jacksonville spent that pick on Lawrence, 
um, you know, I, I could definitely see him having another starting opportunity somewhere else. And I realize, you know, where, where was he? he was uh, Chicago last year. That was kind of a rough situation. Yeah. He was Dallas the year before that. And, and did they bring him in after Dak got hurt in Dallas in 20? Something along so. those lines. Yeah. And, and they, they didn't, you know, that Dallas's offense never has really scared me all that much. And I'm, 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 you know, quite high on Dak Prescott. I like Dak a lot. I like him as a person. I, I do like him as a quarterback as well. Uh, but Andy Dalton took our number one wide receiver from last year, who's going to be probably your number four this year. And a couple of other guys that you just you don't you don't see play all that much, and it was against Houston, but he commanded the offense. He was able to put the ball where it needed to be put. I'm not at all worried about what happens with the quarterback position because of Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Jameis has got more talent. Um, it, it's pretty well recognized that until the age of about 25, 26 years old, your brain is not fully developed. Um, and I know there'll always be questions about Jameis's brain and whether or not it'll ever develop. He's not real good on the microphone, um, but at the same time, he's he's an incredible athlete. I mean, the guy won the Heisman. Is that not right? Yeah, won the Heisman, number one pick, won a national championship. And, so there's only there's only um, there's only a few guys that have won a Heisman, been the number one pick, and won the national championship. Joe Burrow. Um, Jameis and um, there's one other guy. I just I I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's one other guy that's done it. Um, but yeah, it's it's Testaverde. No, then he won the number one pick. Not the same year. Not the same year. So he he won the Heisman and he was number one pick, but he won the national championship the year before, not okay. the one that he won the Heisman in. Well, um, I, I mean, as far as Jameis goes, all he's got to do is play within the system. I mean, they are they are incredibly loaded. You know, if Thomas can play like he played in 19, he's going to get doubled, which is going to leave Landry in the slot wide open. You have Olav running downfield every play, stretching mm-hmm. the defense. Uh, then, by the way, if you just forget about everything else and remember that Kamara slips out the backfield and runs yeah. five out. He could take it to the house. I do not see anybody stopping this team. I, 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 um, I'm friends with Todd Graffinini, who's the, the uh, announcer for the Pelicans and has been doing some Saints work. And, and I heard him on a program the other night. And he is the biggest Saints homer that you will ever meet. And I had to call him. And I was like, look, man, I was going to text this. And, and I was like, but I just, I got to say it. I was like, this team wins it all this year. Like, and that's how I feel. And then he just erupted as he's done in two lane calls and Pelicans calls and just went completely in for 10 minutes about why we are right. Because the defense is going to be better than it was last year, barring Mm -hmm. injury, like always in the league, um, you know, you have a better playmaker at strong safety in, in Tyron than what you had last year uh, in Jenkins. Jenkins was, you know, at the end. And, and yeah. you know, Tyron's four or five years from that. So he's still got, you know, four or five years that he can do it. And he's going to be doing it at home in front of his fans, in front of his family. Um, like, I really believe that the Landry-Matthew deal 
um, is going to be huge for for the fan base. And not to mention that they're both, you know, all pro caliber, you know, players. And yes, they are, you know, 10 years plus or right around that in the league. They still got a lot left in the tank. Yeah. Uh, Debo's playing like an absolute all pro. Lattimore is going to do Lattimore things. I don't see this team being stopped. Um, you know, they can 10 win us all they want. This is a 12 and five ball club at the basement. I just, I really feel that way about it. Um, I, I, I am a fan at heart. I can see nothing on this roster that scares me about what this team is capable of this year. I, and I really like Allen. Like, you know, I've loved him the last five, six, seven years that he's been the D.C. You know, that, that defense is, has, has been anchored, um, you know, with that guy at the helm. And, and he's, he's another one of these process guys. And mm-hmm. I, just, I just feel like they're going to be really, really good this year. And I can't wait for, is it September 9th? Or, uh, uh, 11th. 11th, September 11th, um, you know, to, to see them beat the shit out of uh, Atlanta. Um, you know, they're going to – they might win two games this year. There's so much trouble over there in Atlanta. But yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and, and I really feel like New Orleans has a shot to do some really special things uh, one year removed from Sean Payton, you know, leaving the helm. I agree but, with you. But, I agree but, with you. I mean, he, he – he, he absolutely built this program. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not not going to act like he didn't. He put it in a in a place that's going to be real good. And I hope to God he does go somewhere next year so that we can get these draft picks. Um, that's right. I know. Because if he waited three years, you know, so so three years removed from being it, and we don't get anything for it. Um, and I don't know that he would do that to uh, Mickey and them. I, I feel like he understands. You know, he didn't leave us in a pickle. But at the same time, um, you know, give back to the team that gave so much to you right. uh, one last time on your way out the door and go to the AFC. Do not come to the NFC. I do not want to have to deal with Sean Payton. Yeah, and if he came to the NFC, it would probably be Dallas. Got That's rid of McCarthy and he would go to Dallas. I mean, so the AFC team would probably be Miami is who was wanting him. Um, I don't know if that's still – a thing or not, but who knows at this point? Um, yeah, I don't think he's done with coaching. No, he's not done. There's no, no way. Um, um, I can say this now. I used to work for him, so yeah. Uh, there you yeah, go. He's, he's, he's you know no <laughs> longer no longer a client, but uh, cool guy, uh, very professional, uh, but liked his shit to work. So I made yes. sure that it did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, you've you've helped a good amount of. Uh, popular people in new orleans so all right before we go give us another uh give us another plug on uh river cities total maintenance good friend of mine but a great company too so yeah no and and you know we work hard we we have a um a win-win-win philosophy here we want the client to win we want the technician to win and we want the company to win Uh, we feel like we do that i feel like if you want to know anything about our company the best place to go is to google and look at the reviews Mm. we have a little over 900 reviews um and and you will see you know the processes that we implement here translate to the you know these these homeowners homes um and you know they they um you know look nobody's perfect when we make mistakes the biggest thing that you have to do in the service industry is that whenever you make a mistake you dominate taking care of those problems as quickly as possible. So 
um, you know, that that's 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 what we do. Um, you know, the the owner tasks me with helping build the brand, but also keep the relationship with our clients, um, you know, in, in a fashion that they know we are genuine and we are here to take care of their needs. Uh, and, you know, I, you know, we, we do not like people to sleep hot. And in the rare occurrence that happens, I bring portable units so that they don't have to sleep hot because I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure my client is taken care of, you know, 100% of the time. Awesome, bro. Well, well I appreciate you coming on for the second time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a two for one or tonight for you. Um, we'll have to do it again. We need to do it. We need to do it very soon. We're going to see each other for Florida State uh, in New Orleans. So we're going to be having some drinks. Maybe we'll do a little short episode or or maybe a uh, a two minute podcast at a bar or something like that. That sounds good, brother. All you got to do, <laughs> do is call me, man. Anytime we get to hang out, you know, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. Awesome, bro. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, guys, I appreciate you guys for uh, tuning in tonight. Uh, check us out, Spotify, Apple, YouTube. That's uh, where you can find all, our, all of our podcasts. Also, uh, social media. You got TikTok. We've been blowing it up on TikTok. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Uh, go check us out and like and subscribe on our YouTube. We really appreciate that. Um, again, for Lucas, Charlie behind the scenes, I want to give everybody a big shout out. Uh, it's been one team, one podcast. Log it out. Rockin' the